0: Welcome to Soft Talking with Barbara and Melissa.
1: How is soft talking different than AMCMR? Today's topic.
0: Talk less soft than that.
1: You don't like this volume?
0: I don't like it and I don't like the voice. This voice. Yeah, it sounds like you're you're putting on a voice.
1: This is just how my voice sounds when it's low, Melissa? No. I don't Melissa, care for it. Look at me when I'm speaking.
0: <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it, Barbara. I'm going to resume my screaming. <laughs> Should we play Wait. back? Make sure we're on there? Oh, yeah. Say, I suppose. Say a couple things first.
1: What up? I'm Barbara, 19, and I never fucking learned how to read. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. That's
1: enough.
0: Wow. Wow. I forgot. Okay, so I wanted to wait until we were in the booth to tell you this, but I didn't really write facts. I'm just going to feel them out this time.
1: Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, I that's got it. Right. I
0: have like a couple. I but.
1: didn't really write notes for half the movie, so.
0: Well, that's good. Yeah. You fit right in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, tell me this funny story that you wouldn't tell me before.
1: Okay, well, it's not, I don't know if it's funny actually, because I didn't find out actually what happened, but when I came home yesterday, my there was an ambulance outside my next door neighbor's house. Oh, And everyone was walking around. No one was, like, crying or anything, but clearly someone had needed an ambulance. So I was going to stop and ask them if everything was okay, but they were, like, walking inside. So I looked up, and my upstairs neighbor was on the balcony watching everything, grinning. And so I looked at her, like, maybe do you have an explanation? And she just pointed and laughed at the house next door. (laughs) <laughs> so either we're in a feud with them that I didn't know about Or something funny happened that required an ambulance
0: <laughs> okay, That's pretty good Sorry, hold on one sec I sort of want to be looking at you and not the computer
1: Why wouldn't you want to look at me?
0: You're where the magic happens mm. So
1: I love all your highlighter today, by the way Thank you You're so shiny Yes Glossy
0: I was like trying to find a dress I wanted to wear Because I'm like, uh, oh, pants And I couldn't, so, but Tord's going to a sale on, so I'm probably going to order a dress tonight.
1: Nice. If you want anything, let me know. I'll have a look. Yeah. You found shorts, though. That's almost like a dress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shorts In are... some ways, you might say it's like a dress.
0: Yeah. It covers your bottom half, which a dress also does. Mm-hmm. No, I just look like a fun dad. Yeah, you do look like a fun on. dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you look
1: like we might go on a cruise, yeah. play some shuffleboard.
0: Uh, let's go watch some. Let's go watch half a baseball game and then get a hot dog and then leave.
1: Yeah, you want to go <laughs> hit some balls? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they can definitely hear that through the door. <laughs> We're in a different booth today, and it's right the behind the <laughs> library counter.
0: <laughs> I'm very self
1: conscious. They're gonna know that our podcast is about movies, and then I'll never be able to look them in the face again.
0: You're going to know that our podcast is about us, just us making noises. Yeah. I'll be like, all right, guys, no more booth time for you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Give this to someone who really needs it.
0: Yeah. Someone who's doing a podcast about history.
1: Or murders.
0: Murders. Or, I don't know, fun rocks. I got a new crystal.
1: Oh. You look really gleeful. Like, you look really excited about your new crystal. Yeah.
0: I brought some of my old crystals with me, too.
1: <laughs> Are you doing some magic later? <laughs>
0: no, I just had them in the studio, and then I was like, I want them to come home, and then I forgot to take them out of my bag. Mm. Here's my new crystal.
1: Oh, it's a point. It's so pretty. Yeah. Is it rose quartz?
0: Yeah. Uh, it's rose quartz, and it sort of uh, fades, so it's more rose quartz-y at the top, where it's all pointy, and then it's more just regular quartz at the bottom. Beautiful. Anyway, now that I put my crystals out, our recording's gonna go really well. Yeah. 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 It's the best one ever. It's
1: gonna be super funny. Yeah. Yeah. What is that big green one?
0: Uh it's green citrine. I like the feel of it. It's so All citrine good. feels really good to me for some reason. Like smooth but bumpy. Mm. Yeah. Everyone get your crystals so you can follow along at home. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my garnet.
1: Like the like the television show.
0: Yeah. You know, the one. Jackson Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. He gets cat fingers. Let's just take a moment and talk about the person who was waiting for the library to open near oh, us. With fuck. The weird dreadness.
1: One dread. One big dread. One dread to rule them all. Just a big, you could see a braid, like the hint of a braid wrapped within it. Yeah. It was pretty good.
0: I don't understand it. At all, because I don't think you can make, like, one big dread and then separate out smaller dreads.
1: No, you have to, com- like, that has to be something that you do on purpose or because you don't have access to a hairbrush for 20 years.
0: Yeah, like, the thing, like, I wouldn't be bringing this up, but she looked middle class.
1: Yeah, there was nothing, yeah, there was, was nothing holding, like, about few... her. She didn't even look like a hippie is the weird part.
0: No, she looked like maybe she worked in the library. Yeah, yeah. And she's holding, like, one of those Starbucks things. It's got, like, three coffees she's bringing for people, like, a button-down shirt and, like, khakis or something.
1: And just one dread. And just one, one like dread. One, like, an avatar. But, ra- like, a bun, almost? Yeah, it looked like, um, is that called a
0: snood? When, like, women used to, like, put their hair in, like, a sort of a net back here? And it
1: just made, like, Yeah, one... I was going to say it looked like an octopus.
0: Oh, yeah, also a little like an octopus. Maybe that's what she's doing.
1: Oh cuz yeah, it's almost it's July almost. So she's figuring
0: it out for, for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But again, I don't know if I
1: would do that. Yeah.
0: Also, I just want to point out if we didn't already say she was white.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is the thing I'm struggling with is like normally when I see white people with dreads, I'm like, first of all, I can say like I I feel like you probably didn't think this through. Yeah. But also, You know, people whose hair naturally dreads are often oppressed, aren't allowed to have that hairstyle. Like, you're stealing that hairstyle from black culture when you have no connection to it. Yeah. But then also, like, one giant dread, I don't know how to feel about that. Like, I feel disgust. But aside from that, I don't know. Am I offended by that? Because I wouldn't Someone tell me.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't think this is appropriation at all because I don't think someone, anyone who has, like, hair that would naturally dread would ever have. No. Just a one big bun dread. I like I don't know. I'm like, I don't really like making fun of people's like. It, I, no, remote. it's
1: just bizarre because everything but. about else about her, if I saw her from the front, I wouldn't be like, when you turn around, I'm gonna see a weird mess dread back there. <laughs> yes. That's just like that's the weird part about it, is I don't <laughs> Yeah.
0: It was just a very confusing <laughs> confusing thing, and I think we noticed roughly the same time. Yeah. And we were both like I was on the left side of Barbara, and she was, like, away to the right. And I, like, turned to go on her right side. While making eye contact. While making eye contact. And Barbara's just going, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know.
1: I don't know why this is happening. I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We had, yeah, yeah, you (laughs) know, we had no context, and we get no answers. So that's just find that is later.
1: Can you tell us why your hair is like Yeah, what's up? What's going on with you? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, it's not something that just, like, she forgot to brush her hair before coming to work today.
1: Or, like, no, what, like, what? this was an investment. This was a purposeful. Is this a movement that we're not familiar with? Like, there's so many questions that it opens yeah, up.
0: It's just so confusing. If anyone has answers, please don't write, tell us. <laughs> please write us at iforgotpodcast at gmail.com. I forgot movies. I forgot movies. I don't remember our email. <laughs> we never use it. <laughs> or tweet at us. Yeah, matters. tweet at us. Tweet at us because
1: it's... Our Twitter is I forgot podcast. It's usually in the show notes. It's good.
0: It's good that someone's remembering to do that because I've been very (laughs) hands-off recently for some reason.
1: Oh, I just started a few episodes ago because I was like, maybe we should have links to stuff in here. Oh, yeah. Also, usually in the links to the show notes is a donate link to WISH, which is a trans-friendly drop-in center Mm -hmm. for survival sex workers in Vancouver's downtown east side. so... If you
0: feel like giving us money, we don't have that set up yet, and we'd pre- appreciate if you gave them some money. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also, like, legal defense funds and stuff that we'd be into. We'll, yeah, maybe we'll start listing more. Yeah, we'll retweet. You know, just stuff, just stuff, people need money, they're inclusive and what have you. You can give them money instead of us. Yeah. And then you can also tweet at us if you want, and we'll be like, oh, cool, Thanks. And then you'll feel really good. You'll yeah. feel Double good.
1: If you want, if you want to give us money, um, tell a friend about our podcast. Ew. Yeah. Oh, I hated saying <laughs>
0: it. Ew. <laughs> Look, we're bad at advertising, but yeah, why not tell some people to listen to it? Why not make them listen to it with you?
1: Yeah. Get say one of those weird women. They're really funny, I guess. Yeah. Sometimes they're just repetitive.
0: And they make weird
1: noises. <laughs> and then they, they talk about a movie that only one of them saw. And they tell lies sometimes. <laughs> That's tell them that verbatim.
0: Yeah. Write it down. Bring it out. Get one of those two prong um, little dongle things so that you can make your friend listen to it on their headphones while you're like, oh, like on the bus together. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If you email us at I at gmail.com, we'll send you a splitter for free so you can listen to that with your friend. I'm lying. Remember that chonky dog we saw earlier? Oh, it was so chonky.
0: You can also tell your friends that we talk about dogs for a good half of the podcast and then forget what we're doing and go (laughs) back to the movie. Well, at the market I was at, I saw two good dogs. One was named Peanut, and it only wanted to talk to you if you had food. And it would, like, jump up, and you could get it to, like, spin around and stuff. It was so cute. Oh, I love him. I can't remember the other dog's name, but he was a little guy, and he had, like, a, a big overbite, and... He shaved his hair into a little mohawk. <laughs> oh, I'll well, put a picture up on the Twitter because I have a picture of him. Oh, nice. Peanut was not standing still long enough for a picture. If he could sense you did not have food, you called him over for some other nefarious reason, like taking a photo, he would immediately leave. <laughs>
1: good stuff. Do you remember that dog we saw? I think it was last week. His tongue was hanging out of his mouth. Yes, he was so good.
0: I've seen, we, I think we have seen that dog at the same like together a different time because I think that's a local
1: commercial drive dog. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, was little on t- at Mister Pets when we saw him last time. Yeah, <laughs>
0: little tiny guy with his tongue <laughs> just hanging out.
1: <laughs> oh, and
0: we pet those Shibas
1: Yeah, they were so good. Yes. Okay, should we get into the movie?
0: I think we should because we got a couple recordings to do today. Yeah.
1: Hi Barbara. Hi Melissa. What are we doing today? Talking about a movie on our podcast.
0: Is good? What's our podcast name again? I forgot. Oh, that's not. So what movie did you forget <laughs>
1: this week? Uh, I forgot High Anxiety.
0: That's a it's a good sounding movie. Sounds very relatable. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um I want to say out the gate that I didn't get any of the Hitchcock references in this movie, um except for the birds one mm, because of Bob's Burgers. Because yeah. <laughs> 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 like the only references I guess I got Psycho. The only references I got were because other things have referenced it before.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So, same with me.
1: What I'm trying to say is, like, if you're when you showed this to a friend, if your friend was an actual film guy, maybe check in on them as they're listening because they might be like frothing out the mouth, like fully pissed off. They might break their phone. Yeah, yeah. Let's okay. did it. <laughs> have you heard of this movie before? Um, no. Okay. Well, it's a uh, Mel Brooks movie. What? Mel Brooks. Um, is that the... Young Frankenstein. Spaceballs.
0: I've watched Spaceballs, but... Blazing Saddles. And i watch watched Blazing Saddles. I just, like, I'm... You know what? I'm picturing the guy, Steve Martin's comedy friend. Is that the same guy?
1: When you say Steve Martin's comedy friend, all I get is Leslie Nielsen, because they kind of look the same. So. <laughs>
0: No, I don't remember. But anyway, I, I recognize the name Mel Brooks.
1: Oh, um, the producers is Mel Brooks, right? I don't know. Hmm. Well, anyway, he's a comedian. Does a lot of satire.
0: Yeah. You can look him up
1: later. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, High Anxiety was a movie, a Mel Brooks movie I'd never heard of before, where a doctor of the brain goes to work for, hang on a minute. The Psychoneurotic Institute for the Very, Very Nervous. <laughs> and so a lot of the like. Psychoerotic? Um, yeah. <laughs> the sexy camp for sexy stress camp. babies. <laughs> <laughs> so it opens with him on a plane going to go into his new digs. And there's just really stressful music, like really stressful orchestral music over this plane landing safely. <laughs> and him like calmly getting off the plane like on his way out he hands the stewardess his um barf bag yeah and then he's like getting out of the gate and this woman just points her umbrella at him and screams <laughs> and then like runs towards him but she's greeting the person behind him oh
0: <laughs> i i really enjoy the. it's very calm but it's scary
1: music yeah yeah it's it's pretty good which I also feel like is maybe a Hitchcock thing. I'm really unfamiliar with Hitchcock. I f- feel like I probably should have watched some of those movies first before no, giving you this don't. one a
0: try. You've watched another other show, an- enough other shows to know every Alfred Hitchcock movie.
1: I do, but like some things I don't connect with being a Hitchcock reference. Like I feel like mm-hmm. because the music was so stressful and overbearing and like suffocating in parts of this, that's part of Hitchcock's mm-hmm. mo. Also, like, the shot of the Institute, which is, like, on a cliff. <laughs> and then they do the, like, brr, 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 music. Like, that also seems like maybe it's a Hitchcock reference I'm not getting.
0: It's It sounds like a Nosferatu reference. The music you just made.
1: <laughs> maybe Maybe it is. Maybe yeah. it's just a reference to the whole history of film. Horror film.
0: Whoever made this movie knows a lot about movies.
1: I don't know. That was just the best <laughs> noise I had for your statement. <laughs> and then there's another thing where, again, I'm sure it's a reference, but to me it just seemed homophobic. He goes into the or like he's waiting for his bags or something, and some guy in a trench coat comes up to him, and he's like, claims to be in security, he says you have to come with me, and then takes him into the bathroom and flashes him. And he's like, no, thank you. Goodbye. And then as he's, like, leaving the bathroom, the guy's like, don't run away from your feelings. Like, all of a sudden, he's got a lisp. Oh.
0: Yeah, it's a little. Mm.
1: I just don't. But it's like.
0: Also, don't follow
1: security into the bathroom. Good advice for everyone.
0: Yeah. If you can avoid it, don't do it.
1: Don't follow anyone into the bathroom.
0: Yeah, actually, that's pretty creepy. Even if they ask you to come in, if they don't have a specific reason why you're going in there, that's like. You're in charge of cleaning this building, and they're like, Hey, there's a spot in here you need to clean. And you don't have to go in the bathroom with them.
1: Yeah. And, and also- even if you do need to clean it, you don't have to. You can just leave.
0: Yeah. You know, walk right off. Get out of there. Yeah. The person's obviously trying to kill you. Go file a work safe complaint.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that under work safe jurisdiction? My coworker's trying to murder me?
0: I think so. Okay. I mean, your workplace is on site. I
1: guess that's true. <laughs>
0: Immediately go call the government.
1: <laughs> okay. Where was I? So he gets off the plane and everyone's weird. And then he meets his driver, who is like a little Italian guy stereotype. Like he's just kind of scrappy and keeps calling him Doc. Ah. And he's like picking up his luggage and say, like, I got it. I got it. Oh, I ain't got it. That kind of thing. Yeah. It was fun. He keeps Cute. doing that.
0: Yeah. He keeps trying to pick up the luggage and failing.
1: Yeah it's funny <laughs> and then they're talking in the car and he finds out that the guy whose job he's taken was probably murdered and then like as he's finding this out the music swells again it gets really stressful and then a bus of like an orchestra bus drives by uh, <laughs> that seemed like a very mel brooks joke yeah if you're unfamiliar with his oof, that's kind of a good i feel weird today
0: I also feel weird. This feels like an odd.
1: Yeah, we're a little awkward.
0: I wonder if it's the room, even though I put these crystals here. Maybe it's
1: the crystals. Throwing off our energy or Should something. Ask the front desk to watch over them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the crystals are just messing with our energy. Could you have them out here? You guys don't have to be funny.
1: No, you can benefit from them. You can touch them if you want.
0: Yeah, they're real fun to touch, actually. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Let's just stop being awkward. Okay, one, two, three. Stop. Okay, he gets to the psychoanalytic institute for the very, very nervous, and um, meets this. Um, no, I'm just gonna walk you through it how I experienced. He meets this like German woman with pointy boobs, mm-hmm. and her husband, who's also a psychiatrist there, and she's very stern, and he's like, like she just bosses everyone around mm. or whatever because she's German. Because she's German. And then he also runs into his father figure slash college professor uh, who insists on giving him therapy when he finds out that he's anxious. So he, like, drags him out onto the balcony. He's like, you have to look. You have to look over this cliff because it's on – I haven't already mentioned it's on yeah. a cliff yet. So he's, like, <laughs> dragging him out to the balcony, making him look over the side, and then he has a panic attack or whatever. And he's like, oh! And he talks like Freud or whatever, like just a – Oh, you're, <laughs> therapist stereotype. Oh, you're you're anxious because you want to sleep with your mom. I mean, probably that too, but mostly he just talks. like He's got a mustache and white hair, and he you have high anxiety. <laughs> kind of yeah, so he <laughs> insists on giving him therapy, which seems really inappropriate. Um, and then they go. Um, I guess they all have dinner together. Which seems to still be in the institute, but they're like all of the psychiatrists are eating together. Why would you, why
0: would you have dinner with your coworkers?
1: It's just in one long dining room table,
0: so maybe they are actually the patients.
1: Oh,
0: we'll find out at the end.
1: Yeah, Um, yeah. So they're having dinner, and someone, the his. Father figure has mentioned that um the person his predecessor was uh, planning on making a bunch of big changes and so he asks everyone at dinner what those big changes are and the stern german bitch like interrupts everyone and is like oh he just wanted to add some color to the drapes he thought it was important
0: yeah colorful drapes are good i agree with the murdered person yeah so far
1: yeah we we get the sense that maybe that's not all the murdered person wanted to change, though.
0: So. No, I think that's probably exactly what was happening. It's okay. Surface, 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 no lies, no jokes. It's all very literal. One fact that I will share with you is I just assumed this was going to be a more serious movie. So all my facts are...
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry
0: <laughs> I decided not to look it up. I was so tired last night Oh. So I was like, I'm just going to go to sleep And worry about this in the morning And then get up And then I just wrote down facts
1: I thought you didn't make Oh, do you didn't make any up for our next film? Oh, well, for either well, You said all the ones you made up were for a serious movie You mean all the ones you made up in your head and didn't write down? Yeah Okay I wrote down two
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're pretty cute, huh? <laughs> I'm
0: covered in iridescence. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, he he doesn't find out what people wanted to change. And he seems a little bit too trusting for someone so anxious. Oh, here's a fact. Mm. Anxious people cannot trust. That is true. At all. I've never trusted anyone in my life.
0: Like anxious people, like if you were to follow someone into the bathroom, you'd already have like your keys and your. Pocket, ready to go. Mm-hmm. I would have punched that flasher. That's not how you get dates.
1: I punched him right in the dick. Well, I don't think with my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Gross, Melissa. Why would you say that?
0: <laughs> a mouth, a mouth punches. Just a a headbutt gone wrong. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the start of a wrestling AU, if I've ever heard
1: one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> yeah, so. That's it. He goes back to his quarters or whatever, and he's brushing his teeth all OCD like he's like left, 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 right, 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 right. Spit. It's fun. Yeah. That's how I brush my teeth. That's how everyone with OCD brushes their teeth, actually. Mm. Uh, and then someone throws a welcome rock through his window, which is a giant rock with a welcome sign on it. I don't remember that's for awesome. sure if the sign says welcome, but yeah. it is in my memory, and it's hilarious. So I'm gonna go with Oops, that. Sorry.
0: Well, I mean, like that's also as two people having have anxiety like that is how you welcome people if you have anxiety you throw stuff yeah like you throw stuff and that's how you're like hey you're one of us you
1: break their property
0: yeah and you're like this is cool it's cool that you're here and then you snap all their pencils in half
1: yeah but no one else knows that he has anxiety it's a secret because you can't um be a psychiatrist and be mentally ill and that's why all psychiatrists that you've ever met and that Existent on the planet have absolutely
0: no understanding of mental illness.
1: Well, I was going (laughs) to say like perfectly, like normal, mentally healthy people who always say and do productive and good things. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) I don't know, but I'm saying the person who threw the rock has anxiety. Could be. Well, yeah, because rock throwing is like a trait that anxiety has. That's how you tell. That's true. If you if you find yourself throwing rocks with, like, nice messages on them a lot, you probably have anxiety. Like, it's one of the things, like, you know, one of the checklists. If you find that happening a lot, maybe go to a doctor and be like, hey, I think I might have anxiety here with the symptoms I'm seeing.
1: Mm-hmm. Rock throwing, number one. And if you find yourself throwing rocks with mean messages on them, you have diabetes. Yeah. It's weird how that works, but...
0: Also, you might be... Depending on how mean the message, you might just be a racist. racist.
1: Yeah. You might just be a raisin. Also, if your hand is bigger than your face, you have cancer. Yeah. He meets one of the um, patients in the institute, and he seems like he's ready to be released. But one of the other psychiatrists is there, and he's like talking about how he doesn't have any of his phantom pains anymore. um, Because he used to get pains in his neck, and he hasn't had any like outbursts related to it. And then as he's talking to him, the other psychiatrist behind him grabs a, a, an elastic and a paper clip and just flings it at his neck. Oh. So he has a freak out. And Mel Brooks takes him over to the couch to like calm him down and talk about it. And he's like, this is really weird that this is reoccurring when it hasn't happened in months. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. And then the guy behind him flicks him again.
0: And Mel Brooks sees this?
1: No. he. It's all happening. Like, it's all very slapstick happening behind Mel Brooks. Oh. He can't see what's wow. happening. And then... um. Someone keeps shining a light into his room or his office from one of the patient windows. Like they've got a mirror in their window and they're getting the sunlight into his eyes. Mm. And so he's like, Who is in that room? And he's it was, uh, Arthur something. Brisbane. The industrialist? Why is he here? He's like, Well, I wanna meet him and so he like the other psychiatrist arranges to have him meet him, but when he's on the phone he starts speaking in Pig Latin. Arthur does. Arthur Brisbane is the one that he wants to meet, but the other psychiatrist that was gaslighting. Oh, he's talking in Pig Latin to Arthur? He's talking in Pig Latin to whoever is supposed to arrange the meeting for him. Like He, he makes oh. a call to arrange the meeting and then...
0: Tries to speak in code? Yeah. Speak in the most well-known code?
1: Yeah, but then Mel Brooks still doesn't seem to understand what's going on. <laughs> and then he goes to... Th- okay. He goes to therapy and his... Professor is like putting him under and he keeps saying, like, Mom, I'm falling and then starts hitting his his prof, like and eventually just like beats the shit out of him. <laughs> Good. And then someone else, like he passes out on the couch and then someone else, uh Montague. I think that's there yeah, I think that's the same guy that was gaslighting people comes in and finds out that he has anxiety and the professor's like, You can't tell anyone. He's like, no, I won't, I won't, and then closes the door behind him, and you hear him through the door yelling, hey, everybody, guess who's got high anxiety? (laughs) Jeez, I wish I took better notes. Okay, so he meets um, Arthur Brisbane, finally, and we get the sense that maybe this isn't the real Arthur Brisbane because this guy is, uh, he thinks he's a dog. This also seems very Mel Brooks, this scene, because he, like, comes in, and the guy immediately starts acting like a dog, and he's like, no, sit, like, treating him like a dog immediately. Mm. And then puts him on his leash and then just sort of talks to everyone while the guy's in the room, so what was the point of meeting this person? And then a different patient has figured out what they're doing and he's, like, talking to the stern German nurse lady and he's saying, like, just let me go. Like, I won't tell anyone what you're doing, but I know I'm better and you're not letting me leave, so just let me go. And she, so she eventually concedes, but. She's arranging to have him killed. What? Yes. And then, yeah, so he, like, gets, he's driving away. I don't know if they cut the brakes to his car or if something else happens. I wasn't really paying attention, but it was, it's very funny. Uh, The guy, the scene where this guy dies. dies. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Barbara. It's all, it's the whole thing is very cartoonish.
0: This sounds like, um, yeah, this is just a fact I'll throw in there. Uh, This is a remake of Sucker Punch.
1: Interesting. Go on.
0: Yeah. Um, so it's the same sort of thing where everyone's sort of being gaslit. Nobody knows which part of it is real and which part is being made up. And so I'm assuming eventually they start getting into their, like, imaginary mechs and beating the shit out of all the psychiatrists.
1: None of that happens, but Mel Brooks is in short shorts the whole time.
0: Mm, I mean, that could be. Maybe they took out the mechs because I didn't think it was funny enough.
1: They might have. I mean, there is a mech in the background. Like, every, almost every time they show the exterior of the building on this cliff by the sea, you can mm-hmm. see, like, a big... I thought it was supposed to be a uh, Jaeger from whatever the fuck that movie is.
0: Mm, Pacific Rim?
1: Yeah. In the background. But maybe it's just a... Well,
0: no, I mean, same... I mean, the mech would be, like, just slightly smaller. Well, mm-hmm. quite a bit smaller, but same general idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can see that.
1: Yeah. Um, also very Hitchcock, so.
0: Yeah, to have a um, mechanized uh, suit of armor. Yeah. Yeah. He's got, like, what does he make, like, ten movies, and they're in seven, seven out of ten?
1: Have mechs in them? Yeah. Yeah. I think only three or four are, like, mech-centric. The others are just sort yeah. of a... Reference yeah, to his older stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> sort of like they'd made the props, so they're just there.
1: Yeah. Man, we're really fucking killing it today.
0: We are low energy, and you know what? I blame the sun.
1: I also blame the sun.
0: It gives you too much energy, and you do too much for like an hour, and then it's like, no, nap time, and I'm like, but it's 4 o'clock, or, <laughs> but it's 8 p.m., as it happened yesterday. But...
1: We're going to have to start doing actual improv exercises before we get in here.
0: <laughs> we're going to have to meet up early and do like <laughs> chat about stuff. Yeah. Well, I think last week that happened because we had like drink, we had like teas and stuff before um, and we sat outside a bit before we recorded and I feel like we did a good recording. You did
1: a good job. I was painfully unfunny the whole time.
0: Oh, and hear that. I, I'm only halfway through though, so. Yeah.
1: I just, uh, there were moments where I can like remember... Like, just exiting my body for a minute and watching us and being like, thank God Melissa's here, huh? (laughs) And today, no one is here. (laughs) We're just on our own.
0: We're both, we have the flesh vessels, and then we're both just ghosties, just floating around in the top, just having a good old time. (laughs) Leaving these flesh vessels
1: to just flounder. Just
0: No bones. No soul bones.
1: (laughs) Little known fact, when your body leaves, or when your soul leaves your body, it also takes your bones.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it takes the soul out of your bones. That's where your soul is stored, mm. like in the marrow. And so your bones just become, like, really rubbery.
1: Is that why uh, the Spanish word for soul is marrow? Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's just power through it. Let's just do it, dude. You know where what? were we?
0: If we can stay kind of focused, every fact I want to say, the only fact I have is, like, they're behaving exactly how real-life psychiatrists yeah. behave. <laughs>
1: Okay, so now he's going to a psychiatry convention. He's supposed to be a guest speaker there. Oh, also when you meet his um, first, his professor, father figure guy, he just lists all of his career accomplishments in this like really blatant exposition. So he checks into his hotel and finds out that someone at the institute has called to have him move to a higher floor because he's afraid of heights. Dun, dun, dun. And then he has to go in the one of those cool outside elevators. Oh, the glass ones? Yeah. Yeah. So he goes up that to his floor, and he's, like, scaling the wall. Like, he's on... uh,
0: Yeah, he's back pressed against the wall so he doesn't have to... So he's further away from the outside.
1: Yeah. Uh, And so that's real fun. And then he gets to his hotel, and the bellhop is really intense. And he asks him for a paper, and he's like, Yeah, sure, I'll get you a paper. He's like, Can you bring it now? And he's like, Sure! What's so important about a paper? I'll bring it now. And then he, like, calls the front desk to remind him to bring him a paper. And so when the bellhop gets downstairs, the guy at the front desk tells him that. And he's like, I know! (laughs) (laughs) And so he comes back upstairs with his paper. And Mel Brooks is in the shower. And then it's, like, the psycho music building. And then he, like, pulls it back and just, like, hits Hits him with with the the paper. paper. He's like, here's your stinking paper!
0: (laughs) uh that's honestly i'm the bellhop in that situation yeah
1: yeah every person in the service industry yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> just throw the paper on top of him while he's in the shower so it like, covers his head and run yeah. <laughs> <laughs> remind me three times i'll remind you never you remind me what I'll remind you never to never to live yeah You're dead now <laughs> <laughs> So threw this wet newspaper on you. <laughs> dry newspaper on you and then it got wet and it suffocated Ew. you. You had to eat the mulch.
1: Okay. And then a woman shows up to his hotel room and it's Madeline Kahn, who is Trixie from Paper Moon. Oh. <laughs> and she's so fucking funny. She's so fucking good in this whole fucking movie. She shows up and she's just breathing at him. <sighs> like really dramatic breathing. <laughs> Uh, and it turns out that she's Arthur Brisbane's daughter. And she wants to know, like, she hasn't been able to see her father in a long time. So she wants to know that he's okay and she wants to be able to see him.
0: Wait, so she shows up at Mel Brooks's hotel room?
1: Yeah, she heard he was speaking at this convention, so she went there. Okay. Uh,
0: okay, so I was confused. I thought Mel Brooks was taking over working at... No, no, no. I... He's taking over working at the Institute and then he's going on a... He's at a convention and... right now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I did get... I was on the right track, and then I got confused, and now I'm back on the right track.
1: Okay. I also sometimes stop listening. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, there's pictures behind you, and they're distracting. I know.
1: I understand. <laughs> and then, uh, so it cuts to his conventions. So he was arranged to meet Early bridge his daughter later, and they'll figure they'll figure this whole thing out together. But then it cuts to his convention speech, and it's like a stage with giant portraits of like Jung and Freud and like Mm. alder or whatever and then um famous psychiatrist Mm -hmm. so it shows like the start of his speech and it's a very normal like we're all here for the same reason kind of thing and these giants behind me um gave us a very nice living (laughs) (laughs) and then uh someone shows up late to the speech and they brought their kids so there's two little girls sitting there while he's trying to talk about penis envy so he starts saying PPMV. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Someone <laughs> gets up and asks him a question about, like, shame associated with going to the bathroom or something. And he's like, well, are we talking about number one or are we talking about cocky doo-doo?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do people know he's saying this because of the children? Or yeah, yeah, saying, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah.
1: Everybody, like, he keeps making an exaggerated look to them and, like, he's about to say vagina and he goes, Woo-woo. <laughs> It's especially funny. Yeah, I get
0: that it's a joke and it's supposed to be funny in this movie, but, like, vagina and penis are the words you're supposed to use. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it just weirds me out because it's, like, we'll use these funnier different words when it's, like, but they mean the same thing and the kid knows they mean. What they mean. Yeah. that's so Why are you using a different <laughs> word?
1: What does your mom call vaginas? Cousy. Yeah. Mine yeah. says tunu. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and so he meets up with the daughter after work, after work, after his speech, and they're getting a drink at a piano bar. The pianist is like, does anyone else want to try singing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and
0: Mel Brooks uh, goes up and sings Wind Beneath My Wings.
1: Well, Mel Brooks is like, oh, I, I, I don't sing professionally. <laughs> 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 and so eventually he gets the mic and, like, serenades The Arthur Brisbane's daughter, which is also, like, incredibly unprofessional. Yeah. Um, But he's serenading her to a song called High Anxiety, I assume. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then uh, does some crowd work. It's like, it just gets more and more theatrical as it goes. (laughs) And then they talk a little and he realizes that the guy, the dog man that he met wasn't really Arthur Brisbane. Arthur Brisbane has been murdered. dun, dun. Da.
0: The dog man is just a different psychiatrist.
1: <laughs> um, oh, I'll, I forgot to mention. This guy has been sent to spy on him throughout the convention. So he's always just in the background. Wearing a hat? No, not wearing a hat, but he's like always doing something sneaky but a little bit dorky at the same time. So mm-hmm. in this, like he realizes, he sees a picture of her dad and he's like, oh, this isn't the man I met. And then it cuts to this guy. And he's like spying from the bar, but he's got um like, drink with, like, three umbrellas in it that he's slowly sipping. <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts to the German woman and whatever, Mr. Gaslight. And first of all, it's been – I can't believe I forgot to mention this. It's been established earlier that they're in a BDSM relationship. Mm. So at one point he hears screaming and he runs downstairs to see where it's coming from. And she comes to the door. She's like, no, it was the TV. And closes it and then goes and opens her closet and he's tied up in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you knew that already because she's a stern German lady. Yeah, so she and him are conspiring about what to do about the Mel Brooks problem. But the entire thing is filmed under a glass table. The whole movie? No. <laughs> the whole scene is filmed under a glass table, and it's, like, very cinematic at first, and then the longer it goes on, the more they keep just putting shit in that completely obstructs the shot. <laughs> like, put down an entire tray, and then the camera has to move again, then they put down their saucer, and it has to move. It's good. It's good shit. And then, and then like, the last, like, the day you're supposed to be leaving the convention, uh, Mr. Umbrella Drink puts on a Mel Brooks mask, <laughs> and walks into the lobby and then shoots a guy in the head.
0: Oh, so very Gem in the Holograms. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> it is. A, it's a direct reference to Gem in the Holograms.
0: It definitely is. Putting on a wax mask or a rubber mask of someone else's face and then and then doing something
1: bad. That's it's, what that's from. Yeah, mm-hmm. they created it. And so then Mel Brooks comes down the elevator and everyone's like, "Why'd you shoot that guy?" And he's like, "I didn't." And then the cops show up and they're like, "Why'd you shoot that guy?" He's like, "I really didn't." Like, can we discuss this? And they start arresting him and he runs away good uh hey does the guy who
0: gets shot die yeah okay
1: was it arthur buttlebutt i'll be honest i wasn't paying a lot of attention to who that man was or why he would be shot
0: just a random guy maybe yeah uh
1: (laughs) yeah so that guy dies um also uh, like as mel brooks is getting out of the elevator umbrella drink is getting on and Mm. like pulls off his mask in front of him (laughs) <laughs> and look like, what I did, and gives him a gun and gets on the elevator. <laughs> um, and then there's the other only reference I get, which is the birds. So he's out in the park trying to figure out what to do now that he's escaped from the cops. And all these pigeons are around pooping on him. And so he whistles and, like, slowly gets up and starts walking away. And the birds start following him pooping on him still and he starts running and they're pooping on him
0: (laughs) it's like tippy hedron what it's like tippy hedron i don't know who that is the birds she's the actress from the birds
1: oh hey so uh is tippy short for something
0: um probably um tipephany okay if i had to guess just wondering I also think it could be, like, a one of those rich people nicknames.
1: Is that what that... I'm only... Because there's a lot of old actresses whose names don't make any fucking sense to me. Like, I've never met anyone in my life named Soupy. Soupy. Like, what, where is that coming from? What the hell is Soupy? Soupy sales? I don't know. Oh. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I think... Um, I mean, I don't know. But, you know, all those rich people nicknames... That don't make any sense. Like, I know a guy named Vincent, but his nickname is Binty.
1: I don't. This is a whole new world to me. What the fuck? And like
0: Mitzi. Um, there's more. There's more. Like, you know, when rich people have this like cutesy nickname and you're like, that's really weird that that's their name? Their name is something entirely different.
1: Oh. Yeah. I just thought rich people had weird names.
0: Uh, they, I think rich people generally have very normal names, but they all get weird nicknames and like when they go off to private school. Because they all, all of their names are like Michael mm. or um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only man's name I know. So <laughs> Elizabeth. Yeah. So they all get weird, like, you know, names. <laughs> so is
1: Muffy from Arthur? Is that a rich person? Nickname? Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, okay. that was the
0: other M name I was trying to f- remember. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. So he runs into Trixie. And he, like, she shows him the paper. And she's like, why'd you shoot that guy? He's like, I really didn't. Look, you can see me in the elevator in this photo. <laughs> uh, and Brophy, the um, driver, uh, the an Italian guy, <laughs> <laughs> um, he took that photo. He's been taking photos this whole time, by the way. Mm. So he took that photo. So she goes to Brophy to try it and get him to blow it up. And he does. But then the German and her... South... The sub show up and they capture him. Mm-hmm. And then everyone's off doing their own thing, so he calls Trixie from a payphone to discuss their situation. And as he's doing that, Umbrella Drink comes up behind him and starts strangling him with the cord. And she all she can hear is like grunting and shit on the other line, so she mm-hmm. thinks it's like a masturbator calling. She's like I'm not going to put up with this much longer. What are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> um, so she has phone sex with him as he's being strangled And then um, He like bends forward And accidentally murders the guy So He like falls over the broken glass mm. In the payphone booth
0: Broken glass is the number one cause of death in spies True Just another fact for you
1: Number two is heart disease
0: Number two is pooping too hard Number three is heart disease Number four
1: is poison. Are we just gonna go through the whole list? Number five,
0: <clears throat> autoerotic asphyxiation.
1: Yeah. So they, she, he, and Trixie sneak into the institute to save Brophy. They find him and untie him and everything, and then they find out that. <laughs> what I've written here is Alan Cumming is trying to throw Brisbane off a tower. I don't remember who Alan Cumming is, but I promise he looks like straight Alan Cumming, the actor in this movie.
0: Oh, I thought you meant actual Alan Cumming.
1: No. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so they all go to the the tower where that's happening, and Arthur or not Arthur, um Mal Brooks faces his fears. He jumps off a building. <laughs> no, and he climbs the tower all by himself. Not Aww. by himself. With the encouragement of his friends. And then, like, falls through one of the steps. And he's, like, hanging on. And he's, like, I'm going to die. I'm going to let go. And then his father figure explains that <laughs> the reason you're afraid of heights is because of your mother. Think back. That's why he was yelling, Mommy, I'm falling. is because he overheard his parents yell- arguing about how they didn't want him in front of him. And then he fell out of his high chair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really sad. <laughs> and then... Uh, they save Arthur Brisbane. And then, as he's like trying to walk him back to the stairs, the German woman comes out of nowhere, flying with a full witch costume on and a broom, mm-hmm. trying to kill him. And then he like moves out of the way and she falls off the tower and dies. Excellent. I really <laughs> like the turn this is taking. Yeah. Um, And then they get married, him and Brisbane's daughter, mm-hmm. and it cuts to their wedding or their their honeymoon and they're like kissing on the bed and then the camera pulls out and goes through the wall that's that's the end of the movie
0: um i just want to i just want to talk about anxiety dreams for a bit okay (laughs) that was one of them what (laughs) that that oh the whole thing yeah yeah Yeah, it was a stress dream and it
1: oh i i forgot to mention um a bunch, like, sometimes there's a scene change and it's just him falling through the, like, vertigo lines. It's <laughs> oh, yeah. fun. So fun. Yeah. The
0: only thing missing is him picking up
1: the mean German lady
0: by your heel and tossing her in <laughs> a tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, not going to lie, very distracted the whole time. Sounds pretty funny, though.
1: It was pretty funny. I don't... I do like Mel Brooks movies, but I don't think I do most of the time. Like, I never want to watch one, and I think oh, yeah. it's just because they're so overhyped. I'm like that with most movies. Yeah.
0: To be honest, like, every once in a while, I think that I'm like, it's really weird that we have a podcast when I have a hard like about watching movies when I have a hard time watching any movie.
1: <laughs> but I feel like I, I like movies so much more now that we're yeah. watching them on purpose.
0: Yeah, well, I feel like a lot of the reason I didn't want to watch a movie was like, oh, I've got to do just this one thing. Yeah. For two hours. Yeah. And not do anything else and pay attention to this thing. And now that I'm like, oh, it's actually kind of enjoyable to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, did you know that, you know, just relaxing and having kind of fun at stuff is actually probably good for you? Yeah. yeah.
1: Also, apparently, not every movie that people insist that you have to watch is actual garbage. Yeah. Turns out.
0: Yeah. Some movies were actually good movies mm-hmm. or like entertaining and not. Just in the same way that every other movie was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, MZ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't know, no, it was good. I liked that they ripped Psychiatry, a new one. Pretty fun. Well, I like anything that makes fun of Freud.
0: We're really not big Psychiatry fans on this podcast, so. Psychiatrist fans.
1: Yeah, I'm not a fan of people who practice Psychiatry. <laughs> it's my...
0: Yeah. It's like there's a lot of stuff in the brain that should be going on and there should be studied and whatever but by people who have stuff going on in their brains yeah and also empathy yeah take that psychiatrists got them got (laughs) them
1: also i was just delighted that trixie was in this one apparently she's in a lot of mel brooks movies
0: oh with paper moon mel brooks no you sure
1: There were several actors in it that were in Mel Brooks movies, but I think it was just, you know, sometimes...
0: Yeah, sometimes actors are in different movies that aren't related to each other. Yeah. I've seen it happen once or twice. (laughs) Okay, let's power through this and do yourself a grape. Do myself
1: a grape? Um, you do a grape.
0: My grape is that my kiln's not working properly. I'm sorry. I don't care for that. It's bullshit. It is bullshit. Just work all the time. I don't want to replace things. Just do it.
1: mm Ugh. What's your wine?
0: Oh, my wine is my necklace.
1: Oh, yeah. Your necklace is so good. I traded, Who did you trade?
0: Um, I think her name is, is uh, London Jewelry on the internet. Mm-hmm. L-U-N-D-E-N. Jewelry. And I traded a couple of bowls, and I got this cool dagger necklace. It's very cool. Very cool. And very dangerous. Mm-hmm.
1: Dangerous. Probably open a letter with that at least.
0: Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah. Wearing it with my dad outfit just yeah. so you know I'm I'm an edgy dad. Yeah. <laughs> what are your grape and wine, Barbara?
1: Um, my grape is that I almost shit my bed last night. <laughs> um, my tummy's been a little volatile lately, and yeah. so we got takeout, and then I was hanging out with Scout in the bed. And accidentally had a nap, and then when I woke up, I was wrapped in the blankets, and Scout was laying on top of the only possible escape route for the blankets. Oh, and no. I really had to go to the bathroom, and I was just like, "So what are we doing here, bud?" <laughs> and I kept like gently trying to make her move, and she wouldn't.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can sense. And They're like, "No, you, you poop in this square." I yeah. So <laughs> it goes.
1: So that happened, and my wine is that. Uh, Wait, no, sorry.
0: You got to the bathroom.
1: Yeah, no, I I didn't shit the bed. (laughs) I have, I shit in a toilet.
0: You didn't shit the bed, literally.
1: (laughs) Um, And my wine is, Julia Nunes has a new song called No Sudden Moves. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I've listened to it like five times recently. The video's pretty sexy.
0: Ooh, I'm going to listen to that (laughs) one. I haven't. I really like her covers, but then a lot of the time I don't like her original music as much. Although mm-hmm. there's some that I do like. I really like what "Making Out" or something like Make that. It, yeah, yeah. It,
1: I just got because of that song. Like I haven't listened to Julianne's in a long time. Yeah, but I like was going through that whole album. Yeah, and yeah, I've, I've also listened to "Make Out" like five times and less. Last...
0: Yeah, that's a good. Like, that's a really well written and like produced song. Have you watched the video?
1: Uh, no. Oh,
0: okay. The video's really good, too. Oh. Okay, I'll Watch the video later.
1: She has another single, too, called If It Feels Good. And um, the video for that, actually, is the one that makes me yell I'm gay at my screen.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bye. Bye.
0: This is what my rose quartz sounds like if it touches the microphone.
1: Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah.
0: And this is the other side. That sounds pretty similar. Yeah. I assumed the point would sound a little different.
1: Did you assume that? I did. Yeah. Well that we learned something new now.
0: Yeah. This is what it sounds like when it touches your (laughs) 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 head. Shut up.